Alright, welcome in to this week 8 episode of, Blue, of the Blue and Orange Football Podcast. We are almost halfway. We're at what would be the halfway point to anybody who has not played their bye, like the Browns. They're, they're, hit, they're not on their bye until next week, so they're hitting the halfway point. Some teams a little bit before, some teams a little after. I know it's week 17, there isn't a true halfway point, but here we are about halfway through. Anybody who doesn't have the bye will have played half of their, half of their regular season games. So, um, I wanted to take it off the top by uh, saying, hey guys, check it out. Um, we're winning a lot on our picks. Just saying. I'm like seriously considering, like, I don't know. I know in certain, I'm not sure how the sports gambling works in like Ohio and stuff like that. I haven't really tried it because I know a lot of online sports gambling is legal. I should probably look into it is all I'm yeah. saying. I mean, and, <laughs> 43, 29 and 1, 45, 27 and 1. I would take our, our picks to the bank. Yeah. I mean, right there. I know we're not doing spreads, though we kind of talk about sure. spreads a little bit. But uh, I just wanted to throw this off the top. Like, guys, seriously, we're doing picks at the end of this. We're doing really well on there's these picks. We got a goofy little bet going on amongst ourselves. But I might have to look into this. And if you are currently sports gambling, I, <laughs> Maybe I know there's probably way better people than us somewhere out there, but I mean these numbers they speak for themselves. Speak for themselves. So off the top, off the top, I just want to do this. I want to do this real quick. I want to talk about OBJ's injury. This is where I want to start. I want to start by saying this: it makes me sick because whatever you think about OBJ on the field, off the field, personality, whatever. No. And from what I've heard from his teammates in Cleveland, I don't know anything about the Giants. You know, I do. But, you know, that's years ago. Right. He is a hardworking individual. And I think even when he was in New York, nobody argued that. They said, yeah, maybe he's a little bit toxic in the locker room. But it wasn't like he was lazy. Yeah, it's not like he didn't show up or do his job. And you can see him. And I saw this in Cleveland. I don't know how much happened in, in, in New York. Dude blocks his ass off on running plays. Uh, he got hurt trying to chase down the dude on an interception. Yeah. He didn't walk off the feet. You know what I mean? Like, and it was a freak injury. And I think when I realized, once I rewatched it, if you watch it, it's not, it's a non-contact one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the week before with Devin Bush, when he tore his ACL for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was a non-contact, just like with Grant Delpit's Achilles. Yeah. And you, when you see that non-contact, you're like, it's the word. So the same thing with take one non-contact yeah. injury. And yes, it was. Just, when you see guys go down like that, you know, it, right yeah. off the bat. And you're like, oh, crap. T's and P's, you know, thoughts and prayers to OBJ. I, I just hope he can stay in a good place mentally. Yeah. Um, I know he's contemplated retirement before. I wonder. Like, a lot of people are like, have we seen the last – is this the last we've seen of him in a Browns uniform? I argue it might be the last we've seen of him, period. No, I don't necessarily think he's going to retire. I think he's in a better place mentally now. Than where he was at. at the end of his tenure in New York. Yeah, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, I think that even Cleveland was a better fit for him than New York was. Mm. Um, New York started to be a good fit for him. That just changed a little bit, and that's fine. Um, that spotlight, it can it can make or break you. That, yeah, that big that, that big those big flashing lights in New York, man. I know I would buckle. Like, <laughs> and that's that's. I mean, people say it all the time that New York especially with the Giants organization, is one of the hardest place, places to play at. Yeah. And uh, so I hope him the best. I hope he has a speedy recovery. I hope he comes back and he plays and he has a 
great seasons yeah. ahead of him. I really do. Wherever he's at, I don't care. I, I don't I, have anything you know. against the guy. I'm glad. I'm, I don't need him back in, a, in New York, um, but that doesn't mean I wish it will yeah. towards him. And, and, and I, will, I will quickly address this notion that the Browns are better without him or aren't better without him. It's a national uh, talking piece, which, by the way, I don't know about you, but the more these weeks go on, the, the less I give a crap about the national media. They're so and this is not just like I know we talk about it when people talk about politics, but it's it's, it's spilling over into sports where the media as a whole yeah. other outside of like three or four shows like Good Morning Football, New York NFL Network. Amazing. Yep. Great. Awesome. There's a few shows on ESPN that are okay. okay. I love local podcasts. I love team centric podcasts. Like I love the locked on Browns mm-hmm. podcast. And then they go talk to the locked on whoever they're right. playing podcast. Jeff Lowell, uh, like, Lowell, Jeff Lloyd does a, a fantastic job. We like sports news from a fan base, not, you know, the big yeah. media styles. And, and I, I see what Cause they're searching because, for drama, man. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I've told you, Recently, I've deleted my Facebook. And I did too. I, I did just, too. I didn't. One, I don't need that. Um, and it was just so depressing. No matter what it was, whether it was sports, whether it was you know people fighting and COVID nineteen like, politics. I go to sports as sometimes an outlet, right? From the yeah, real I think world. we all do. And it's important to me to keep sports sports. Yeah, I don't want to see anything involved into it because that is my release. From everything that stresses you out in the regular daylight, uh, daytime. If all I have to worry about is the Giants winning or losing, I enjoy that type of thing. And it, it's nice to find those outlets or those podcasts or those shows that talk about the sport and not the drama or anything going around it. Yeah, and I think what gets me a lot with that, let's try to close it, an app that was trying to suck my bandwidth so you couldn't hear us. Um, I, I have no problem with players in their platform standing up for what they believe in. So I'm not I'm not and I know you don't either. Yeah. And, and we want to preface I, what I'm getting at is we, we we're not saying like, oh, shut up and dribble. No. I'm just probably I'm talking about the sports show that that wants to stir up drama like the Like, seriously, like I don't know. I know you probably haven't seen any of it, but do you know how many questions Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt have gotten about? drama about what's it going to be like without OBJ and Baker said it best first of all I think it's insensitive to ask a question like that about a guy who just tore his ACL that and then Baker said so I'm not going to comment yeah I'm done and also by the way that's my freaking quarterback has not grown like I'm not we'll get to Baker Mayfield on the field I'm talking about Baker Mayfield the way he's addressed the media this year. Yeah, he's doing good. And I'm like, dude, no matter what, you were the same even kill guy. I think that's Kevin Stefanski rubbing off on him because Kevin Stefanski, he never gets too high. He never gets too low. Uh, but I tell you, Swag Bake was back. But I'm not – listen, you can't take a talent like OBJ off the field and say a team is better. Now, may they may the offense click or work differently that – translates to more points and or more wins potentially but they're definitely not as talented as they would be with obj out there and we'll get into that i'll I'll dive into that but i'm just saying stop digging for drama and of course it's absurd to think that taking a talent like that makes a team better yeah i mean you may you may click better you may do a lot of things necessarily i guess 
quotes better. Yes. But that doesn't mean your talent level on no. the field has increased. When you go, no, no, it's gone down. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Hollywood Higgins. Uh, we get Kadero Hodge back this week. Harrison Bryant, but like. You can't re- replace a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, go back and watch the Dallas Cowboys game with the Browns Dallas Cowboys game, and then we'll have this conversation. Yeah. That's what I say to those people. All right. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield real quick. Then we're going to talk about uh, Daniel Jones because you talked to me a little bit about Daniel Jones privately off the air. And I kind of, I really liked what you said. So I kind of wanted you to get, I want you to have that opportunity to put it out there and then me react to it as well. I'm talking with my hands a lot today for everybody who's not here, but it's one of those days, right? Okay. Here's my thing about Baker Mayfield. I'll say this. The thing that was the best. Listen, I'm going to throw out the spike because the spike is the spike. Yeah, spike. Yeah. Oh, even with the spike, he was 22 of 23. 21 straight completions. In my ma- mind, it's 22 straight completions. Yeah, he threw a, it, you know. But he, after he threw the spike, he threw a dime to DPJ for the touchdown. So let's talk about that. People, here's what I can't get over. I can't get over other people in, from other teams slash the national media telling me that I should feel less because it was the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals. Win is a win is a win. We talk, we talk about this every single I week. know. It's exhausting. Like, it, but it's like, it's like, go back uh, one, two, three years ago. Guess how many games they won that year? None. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're telling me I can't be happy? Listen, how many quarterbacks this weekend played shitty defenses? Right. Probably, what, six or seven yeah. at least because there's – well, there's 15 bad defenses in the second in the bottom half of right. the league. There have to be statistically. It's how it works. Yeah. How many of them completed 21 straight passes and five tutters? Right. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, Baker Mayfield had one of the worst quarters ever. Yeah. And what I want to say that I, the best thing I loved about that game was he goes 0 for 5 with a pick. His first pass was the pick. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Now, don't get me wrong. Cream Hunt had a drop in that 0 for 5 on a screenplay that I've seen pictures of. But whatever. We don't care. Last week, Baker threw that pick and he folded. Yeah. This week, he rips off 22 out of 23, 297, five touchdowns. He's never thrown five touchdowns. Look, I've been – I've watched games when Eli Manning would go 0 for 5, 0 oh, for yeah. 6, 0 for 7. and. That's not the end of the world, right? It's how you respond. It's, it's, it's how, the final line score. And Eli was really good about that in his career. Is Yes, he threw a lot of interceptions, right? <laughs> Eli uh, did not see a pass he didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He liked to – he like tried to push the needle in, and not all of those were his fault. He had a lot of drop yeah. balls. But Every, nonetheless, yeah. he responded to it. He never let, let, let that stop him from going out there and playing. Now – did it mean that he won every game? No. Yeah. But you're not Mayfield, going to. He throws his first pass of the game. It's an interception. Right there, you started off on a bad foot. And so, yes, he went four other passes, didn't complete. But guess what? Five then something, something clicked. Something clicked, and he just went off. And so it doesn't matter if it was Tampa Bay. It doesn't matter if it was the Bengals. It doesn't matter who it was. It was an NFL team that he played, and it was an NFL team that he shredded. Shredded. When he got the mojo going. He, and so 
my thing is this, and I told you that, yeah. you know, last week you were like, ah, I'm Baker Mayfield. You know, I got it. I was worried more. for the first time, yeah. And now it's Baker Mayfield's my quarterback, and I get yeah. it. I respect it, love it, because I do the same thing. I yeah. would 100% be the same way, and I am the same way. But, and I know there's a voice in the back of your head that says, I still need to see consistency. Well, I still see, this is my thing. I, I use this phrase, cautiously optimistic. That's what I used. Yeah. And that's perfect. But yeah, you know what you saw? You saw against the Bengals, and it doesn't matter how good the Bengals are. You saw against the Bengals that you have a quarterback that is capable yes. of having yes. games like that. Yes. That is the biggest, yep. that is the biggest shining moment out of all of that. Even if they would have lost the game, I would be saying the same thing. Yeah. That you have a quarterback that had a really bad first quarter, really bad couple first series, and then he turns it around and he comes out and he balls. That's what I want to see, whether it's a win yeah. or not. If yeah. it's a win, great. It makes it even better. Oh, yeah. But if it's not, guess what? You had a quarterback that progressed. Well, here's what we talked about last week. What I saw Sunday was 2018 Baker Mayfield. That's what I saw. A guy in 2018, this is what I thought in 2018, and you can attest to this. I thought whenever Six had the ball, we had a chance. I didn't care who it was. I thought we had a chance. Yeah. And I had never felt that consistently Consistently right. in my lifetime as a Browns fan. I felt it a little bit back at, uh, in the DA days when Derek Anderson won yeah. 10 games and we missed the playoffs. That was fun. Although Derek Anderson, keep in mind, threw uh, 29 touchdowns that year. He threw 19 interceptions, if people are forgetting. That was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that defense was really bad, too, actually. But um, I was worried that that Baker wasn't still in there. Yeah, I hoped that he was still in there, but I was worried. And, and I'll be the first to admit, I had doubts. Mm-hmm. I still have doubts. You should still have doubts. Yep. But I'm getting sick and tired of moving the goalposts on Baker Mayfield. This is what we said after Pittsburgh. Like you've, once again, me and you talked about this. Right now they're winning with Baker Mayfield, not because of Baker Mayfield. Sunday they won because of Baker Mayfield. So what we got told on the national media was like, he's got to win a game. Okay, he did. And then what your response was, that wasn't wasn't the game he was supposed to win. Yeah. But, but the week before, Russell Wilson led a game-winning drive against the yeah. one-in-five Minnesota Vikings, and we said, oh, Mr. Unlimited. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Love, Russ. That's not what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. Keep the same energy. There's such a double standard. It's because people yeah. don't like his personality. That's the problem with Baker. But here's the thing. This, this season, we have seen a quarterback that has changed his personality in the media, and he's been accountable. Yes. He's been a leader. Yes. That's what you want to see. Growth. Uh, I've seen growth. I've, I've seen progress. I need to see more of it, though. Yes. No, I agree. Uh, Go out there and shred he, the, the, the Raiders on yeah, Sunday. He needs to. He, he does. That, that That's going to help him. If he can go out and he can take a team like the Seahawks or like whoever it is or with a good defense or a top-tier defense and he can do that, the Raiders, by the way, worst pass defense in the yeah. NFL. So it's it's going to be a couple more weeks like, before we can see it. But yes. But my point is, is if he can go out there and do that against the top tier pass defense or just the overall defense in general, that will shut a lot of people up. Hopefully, they'll probably have something else to complain about. But you guys uh, just you suck. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say this. Like, it felt good to feel good about six. Yeah. And I sat here and I just. 
my dad, you know, my dad came over and watched the game and, and you could just see it between the two of us feel that energy that we used to have for him back in 18 that I was, I was afraid was gone. Right. And I'm sorry, Baker. I am. I didn't, I'm the, I'm the first one that I'm the first one that says, listen, I'm sorry. I lost doubts in you. Listen, I think it was justified. That's what we saw. And I think Baker would tell you it was justified. I don't think there's anything to apologize for because accountability and, and, and being, I'm trying to look for the word, but holding holding to a higher standard, you know, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding a fire to the feet. Yep. And as a, a quarterback, I don't think there'd be an issue with that. He didn't perform the way he was supposed to perform. We were starting to see some bad things. And I think he would be the first to tell you he didn't yeah. perform the way. And that's what I really liked about what Baker's. But what I saw was was the swag. Yeah. yeah it was. And listen, and guess what? You guys want to tell me about the defense he played against? Do you want to know who the number one rate graded safety in the NFL is right now? It's Jesse Bates. He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, just so you know. Also, who are the two best offensive players for the Cleveland Browns? That's easy. It's Nick Chubb and OBJ. Guess where they were when Baker threw five tutters? Yep. Not there. Not by their any fault of their own. No, but And guess guess who the highest rated garden football is? It's Wyatt Teller. Guess where he is? Was it on the field Chris Hubbard was the right guard? Yeah. Once again, do it again. You have to do it again. Yeah, you have to keep doing it. This can't be a one-and-done thing. Stop moving the goalposts, though, on Baker. Nope. That's all I'm saying. So this is what I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about your feelings about Daniel Jones. You 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 compared – well, you didn't compare Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield, but you compared my evaluation of Baker Mayfield to your evaluation of Daniel Jones. So right now you are sitting at – one in six. six. I didn't yep. know if you had your bye week. Um, I don't know where that puts you pick-wise, two or three. I know you're not one because <laughs> yeah. the Jets suck. Um, so you're somewhere in there. I think we're at two right now. Y- yeah. I don't know. Well, I know Minnesota, I think, only has one win as well. Yeah. Um, but I think you have more losses because I think they have their bye right. put in there. As well. So you're somewhere in the mix to if you wanted a quarterback, you could get Justin Fields because Trevor Lawrence is going one. I, yeah. I just don't see it. Rather, the Jets get him or trade out. I don't see if he if he goes to the, to the draft. dude, he is so hard, doesn't want to play for the Jets. That's what I think. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this right now. Seven games in. Mm-hmm. So almost halfway through the season. How do you feel about Daniel Jones and the what are you, what do you think the probability of scouting quarterbacks is going to be like in the offseason? You know, and I'm not saying you're going to need to. The probability right. to you may be one out of ten. I still think that Daniel Jones has the capability, the talent to be a franchise quarterback. And a lot of people may hate me for that. I see a lot of issues. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's perfect. But I've also seen a lot of progress actually within a couple of weeks. And as I said with Baker, wins on the board does not necessarily mean there's been no development or progress within an individual. Oh, player. absolutely. Absolutely. I saw Daniel Jones put us in a situation to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. He put a perfectly placed ball into the hands <laughs> of Evan Ingram 
who had defenders around him, but was seemingly seamlessly uncovered. I, I did go back and watch that play. I would agree with you, yes. And he dropped it. Yes. That that moment, that is the moment you want your quarterback to pull through. Yeah, and he and, did for Daniel, all intents and purposes. And Daniel Jones pulled through. Yeah. Who didn't pull through was Evan Ingram, who has 23 drops on the season. That. Yeah. We're yeah. seven games in. That is Evan Ingram. More, that is that is an average of three and then two more somewhere to sprinkle. He in. has the most drops. I did not know this. And so I. I mean, you know my opinion. I want to, I want to trade away um, Evan Ingram, and I, I want to use that talent elsewhere. But here's the thing: I have seen Daniel Jones progress over the past couple of weeks. I've seen him develop. I've seen less costly mistakes, and I've seen him be able to put that ball into places that a lot of quarterbacks can't. Mm-hmm. And Dude, he ripped off an 80-yard run. He ran so fast, he fell flat on his face. Like, loved a dude to death. I can laugh at that because we still scored off yes, that drive. Yes, yes. Because if, if you hadn't... <laughs> I'd be so pissed. Oh, my God. Like, but, I mean... That was my favorite play of all time because, for one, the wherewithal of him... I th- well, it looked like it might have been a designed run. Sure, it might but, have been. But still... I mean, turned on the Jets. But I don't know who it was, twenty-one or twenty-three. Uh, I'm trying to think, but it was a corner. It was a corner for Philly. And go back if you haven't seen the run. Go back. Danny Dimes flat out outruns the boy. Yeah, because it's one thing if it's bad angles, things like that. Daniel Jones outrun, ran a few people. He turned on the Jets, dude. And he was going. There's only one quarterback that's faster than him. Well, did you know going into that, uh, when he made that run, he he had reached the highest yeah. of anybody all year, including Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Now, Lamar probably in a straight dead 40-yard right. beats him, but... That was a 22-mile-an-hour run, bud. Yeah. I mean, like, that's... I can run, like, 11. That's, like, Saquon Barkley type of speed. I don't think people realize that because he's tall, linking. He doesn't look like he's moving that fast. But when you see him break down 80 yards and blow the doors off of defenders, you're like, okay, dang. And the dude can throw. I mean, he, he's got the arm to make all the throws. We talked about this with Baker last week. Yeah. He's got, I, cause I, I said that. And that's, that's, that's a reason why for me, I had always uh, clung to Baker will get better in that. And that's honestly where I feel about Daniel Jones. Like, listen, I did not love the pick. It's no secret. Yeah, sure. I, I didn't, I, I laughed at Gettleman. Uh, I mean, I laugh at a lot of Browns picks, so it wasn't like a mean and hateful spite when I laughed. But I got a real good look. Uh, honestly, this past Thursday was one of the first times I had really seen much of Daniel Jones, especially I'd seen a few of his like early games. Yeah. And then the one I got to watch last year, uh, the one I remember watching the Philadelphia game, Eli played it. Yeah. So it was like I didn't get to see that. So like uh, – I feel like Daniel Jones has the arm to make all the throws. Um, And clearly he made all the throws he needed to make Thursday. And and it was his team that kind of let him down. Um, But I, I feel good too. If I'm, if I'm the giants, I feel like they're in a pretty good spot because if they end up being somewhere in the top five and, and, 
and they could potentially trade out and get get more. My thing is this: it's I'm more concerned about Andrew Thomas than I am Daniel Jones. I am too. I, I think he's probably a bust pick, unfortunately, and he he's he, not been great. Um, but even your boy Joe Thomas has even gone on record and said that he thinks that Andrew Thomas can still be. Yes, I do too. He's just. (laughs) Because you can see how much he's developed even from college. So he's gotten better, which is good. But here's my thing. My last thing about Daniel Jones and Daniel Dime, or look, Daniel Jones, the New York Giants. Something like that. um, Is I don't expect him to be great this season. And the Giants offensive line and offense is notoriously just really, really, really terrible. It's just a bad team, and it's missing a lot of key um, key players. I don't think I don't think the supporting cast is what they envisioned it. And with Saquon Barkley out, that's I mean, it hurt when Nate Solder opted out too. Yeah, like, these opt outs for some of these teams, like it didn't really affect Cleveland, but quite a few of these teams got really hurt by that. Yeah, and I think that Daniel Jones needs more time. I don't think it's time to give up. I would not waste not necessarily waste i should say i would not spend a draft pick on a quarterback next year i would use that draft pick to further develop um the team as a whole and that pick needs to be made by somebody other than dave gettleman that's my two cents i'm I'm with you i'm with you i think i'm with you on that i i just wanted i thought that this was a it was a good segment i didn't have a whole lot to talk about this week uh we're up against the wall in time a little bit as well um Okay, but um, that was kind of where I was. I thought we were at a little bit of a crossroads. Once again, we're at the midway point in the season, right? This is where you got to project for a lot of teams. Unfortunately, this is where they're looking at next year, where they're looking at two years from now, things like that. Um, I still think the Browns are a 10-win football team. They, they head for the playoffs. I think in New York at the uh, – to be honest with you, you're still probably not out of the division race. I mean, you can't probably can't lose again and yeah. still be in the division race. But they have played. They have played everybody in the division once, correct? Yeah. Okay. So last week the NFC East had two wins, only because the entire NFC East played themselves. So anyway, there's still. Three more games against NFC East. I I don't know what happens. It's wild. But I think you're at the point where I've been with you so many times in the past where you just go, hey, how are we doing? What do we need? Um, And and once you get closer to the end of the year, I'm a fan of firing a GM um, with a couple of weeks left and bringing in the new guy if you can. Yeah. Uh, so that he can see the roster in live action just a little bit more. And this is one thing I'm going to be upset if I see is the Giants make a bunch of trades. I don't honestly, I don't want them to make a bunch of trades right now because Dave Gettleman is not going to be there next year. So these trades are going to be, they better be good trades that are long-term improve the team. Or, or um, are purely good draft compensation yeah. for the next guy to use. I can get on board to that. But last year, the Leonard Williams trade. What a stupid decision that was. The, dude, I, the dude's trash. The dude's not very good. Like, he is not that productive. And, and compared to what we're paying him, good night. Um, my point is, if you're going to make trades, I want to see those trades line up to help the next GM build a team. Well, like the Browns, the, the big trade they had at the beginning of the year for Ronnie Harrison, 
who is, by the way, since he's been a starter, he's the second greatest graded safety in the NFL. He's really coming along very well. But the reason they got it, they got now, listen, Andrew Barry's going to be there for a while. But the reason I really like that trade was you got a guy that was still on a rookie contract this year and next year. So I see what you're saying. If you're going to bring in a guy like that, yes, by all means, bring in a guy like that. But don't give me like a veteran. Like they're in – I heard the Giants are working on – if you believed every source you hear right now, apparently there's going to be 50 million blockbuster trades. But I don't think – listen, I thought for once it's going to be an exciting trade deadline. It kind of doesn't feel like it anymore. Now I heard the Browns might get Adam Thielen, and um, I will – orgasm in my pants let's put it that way um i don't know i i think the browns the the problem with the browns is they're so daggone banged up at some key positions i really wish we could get jacob phillips out there at linebacker because we when he's out there he'll show you something and then he shows you something you don't like but then you're like he's a rookie he led the national champion lsu tigers and tackles last year like i would really like to see him out there and i think that's the problem for andrew barry going into this trade deadline is he's like i don't really know how good my team is at a lot of these positions because they're just not healthy right and it just it you it kind of worries you but um the Browns are not there. They won't be there this year. And a couple of trades at this deadline, I don't think puts them over that. So don't waste draft capital. Like you said, like don't waste it, Gettleman. You know, unless Gettleman suddenly thinks he's bringing someone in and they're going to the playoffs. My, my worry is Dave that he Gettleman, screws them over. Yeah, I, my worry is that Dave Gettleman makes all these trades to try to save his job. When in fact, I think it's the damage that he's done is irreparable. You yeah. can't you can't fix it. Yeah. The only way you fix it is at the end of the season, fire sale on your top leadership, and you move on. Yeah. You try to rebuild. And then you let the new GM trade off veterans and contracts and things like that if he sees fit once he right once he comes in. All right. So is there any uh, particular? I'm talking behind me. We got NFL Network on. I'm checking behind me. I was just seeing if there's anything. Yeah. Like last week, uh, 30 minutes after we recorded, Antonio Brown goes to Tampa Bay. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago, like 30 minutes after we recorded, uh, Lev Bell went to KC. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on, dude? I really keep – I turn this on and I mute it in the background for us so that I can hopefully catch something. Um, I have heard rumors that two weeks from now, after the bye week, uh, Nicholas Chubb, be, Along with Wyatt Teller, good. are potentially expected to return, and I'm just going to tell you right now, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. When we go back to to Chunt, that's right. That's the nickname yeah. I've gone with. I hate it, but that's the one that's come up with me. I'm just saying. Here we go. Also, how good is Joe Thomas on TV? He's on TV right really now. Good. I love the man. I love him. I absolutely love the man. So anyway, let's move on. So here we are. We did a lot of crazy things last week. And honestly, I don't have uh, any interesting segments going on. I just, I don't know about this trade deadline or anything like that. Uh, We talked about our projections for playoffs and standings. I'm not going to, we're not going to dive deep into that. So I think we're going to do a, we're just going to go right into our picks. And I think we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive in the picks, uh, and by that I mean let's let's just go with um, you know we'll talk a little bit more about some of our impressions of some of these teams 
as we go through our picks. So let me normally I'm a little bit better at having this stuff on well, hand. You know, it's nasty out. It's just been kind of a weird day. We're just we're not on our it, A game. I didn't have a great like it was raining at work. We didn't have a lot to do. It was uh it it the weather really can bring down your mood. All right. Tonight, Thursday night, a game I have no interest in watching. I will not watch. Yeah, me either. Uh, the Falcons and the Panthers. I think the Panthers are the best team with a losing record. So give me Carolina. Uh, even minus the points. They're only minus two. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. All right. I mean, I don't hate it. Like, listen. People who are asking if Julio Jones and Matt Ryan gets moved, absolutely not. I've seen yeah. – well, have you seen the cap numbers, the dead cap numbers? Like Matt Ryan's is like $78 million that the Falcons would still lose if they trade him. There's absolutely zero chance they trade those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, is there zero chance they want to trade him? No, they probably do, yeah. but there's just no way it, it makes any sense. My thing with the Falcons is – man, they were close. <clears throat> if Todd Gurley didn't go into the end zone last week – um, they probably would have won that. So I get it. I understand it. Ahmad Bradshaw did that once, but we went on one won a Super Bowl anyway. Um, that was like, I didn't understand what had happened. I saw memes about it, yeah. and I just hadn't seen what had happened. I went back, and I was like, man, are you sure that wasn't the Cleveland Browns that did that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we go. now we're going to go to our slate of 1 o'clock games. Ooh, that thing messed up on me. Uh, we're going to start in Buffalo, where the dynasty is dead. The Bills will run all over the Patriots, who are, by the way, not that good. No, they're not that good. So you, you want Buffalo on there? I do. I I'm figured gonna, you did. I'm going to take Mr. Allen. And I think he gets right. And they're going to roll against Bill Belichick. Hey, how, how often have you said that a team gets right against the Patriots? It happens Sunday. All right, the Bengals, who actually, you know, I take that back. Well, no, the defense is bad. The Bengals are the best offense with a losing record at 1-5-1. and one. Um, Did you know Zach Taylor has won 12-1 and one in one-score games? Like, yeah. I just – I don't see how he retains his job. Uh, ah, the Titans, they lost their first game. I think the Titans are just going to run all over them. Yeah, the Bengals don't have the defense to keep up with the running game and then the play-action pass that, that goes on top of that. It's the Titans all day. Yeah, it's it's not going to be great. All right, one of them, the game I'll be paying very close attention to uh, the the three and three Raiders, who I think are a little bit better than that. Keep in mind they're the only loss the Kansas City Chiefs have. However, they have the worst pass defense in in the NFL. I did not know that um, until you know I got. There's a lot of teams, especially these West Coast teams, and I guess Vegas isn't quite the West Coast like they used to be when they were in Oakland. There's a lot of teams I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to things right. that's going on with them. Um, it's just usually how it goes. I usually know more about teams that Cleveland has played, is playing, and things like that uh, in previews and film study. Uh, they go to Cleveland against the 5-2 and two Browns. That's right, the 5-2 and two Browns. The Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The Browns are undefeated at home uh, on the year. And, well... I think Baker Mayfield shows up. I'm starting him in fantasy. He is my fantasy. He is my low ball draft Kings start of the week. Him paired with Harrison Bryant. If you're looking for a sleeper in like one of those draft Kings where you got to try to find a cheap guy, 
Harrison Bryant, man. I think Harrison Bryant's coming out party. Uh, I don't know about Austin Hooper. He had an appendectomy last Friday. And, you know, that was actually interesting. I forgot. He wasn't there on Sunday either when Baker did that. And, and Baker talked about it in his presser. He was like, well, it was kind of wild that on Friday, you know, my tight end got surgery. It's just like, so I think that was kind of wild. I don't think he plays. So uh, I take Cleveland, though. I take the Browns. I love I love what's going on there. Kevin Stefanski gets it. And those people are in and those guys in the locker room. Uh, there's been a snippet of Stefanski's uh, postgame uh, conference uh, uh, speech to his team at, from last week. And he talks about believe, believing in themselves. And I think those people believe in themselves. I think those people believe in Kevin Stefanski. And so do I. I have my Stefanski Barry 20 shirt that I just bought. It's a ticket I believe in. There you go. I take the Browns and Baker Mayfield to win against the Raiders. All right. Here we go. An interesting game. The winner of two straight, the Lions host the Colts. But I'm telling you, the Lions are going to be mediocre. They're going to be mediocre. They're, they're mediocre right now. They're 3-3. Three three. just got to keep it up. So I'm going I'm to say they win another game. Okay. And they probably lose next week. All right. I'm going to take Indy. Um, for some reason, the last couple of games – well, they didn't play last week. Uh, Indy did not. They were on their bye. Uh, but two weeks ago, uh, Old Man Rivers turned back the clock. Yeah. It doesn't last, but maybe it lasts one more week. Uh, the Vikings and the Packers, the Packers were angry after what happened to him in Tampa Bay, and I told you they were coming back for vengeance, and boy, did they. Yeah, I think they're going to do it again. I, I do too. Uh, I do too. Um, I didn't know, like, Kirk Cousins has, like, 11 – Touchdowns, 10 interceptions, something like that. I don't know. Also, comparatively, Baker Mayfield has 15 touchdowns and seven interceptions so far, or eight, uh, seven interceptions on the year. Did you know through the same amount of games last year, the Browns were two and five? He had six touchdowns and 12 picks. I knew it wasn't great. I didn't remember it being that bad. It was bad. All right, here we go. Jets, Chiefs. Yeah, okay. All right. Oh, Jets, Jets are going to win that one. Totally kidding. They're not. Ooh, I was about to be like, hot take of the century, put all your money. KC's minus 19 and a half, yeah. and I still think they cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jets are not going to win that game. I'm sorry. Tua makes his debut against LA. I hope the LA Rams win. I also believe the LA Rams uh, win. Uh, we're going to find out. The, the mistake they made in putting Tua out there, I think, too early because that offensive line is not good, and Aaron Donald – Aaron Donald's about to make your your first career start, and you're staring up in '99. Yeah. No thanks. I no, I'm good. Uh, the game of the week, I think, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I gotta go with Pittsburgh until they prove me otherwise. I like Baltimore a lot. Um, I think all of a sudden, with Pittsburgh being undefeated, uh, I think, it, and you know, Baltimore not, even though they're five and one. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't and your only losses to the champions. Yeah. I think Baltimore feels disrespected, and I think that's what happens here. But I don't hate to pick. I think that this could be a both teams under twenty points situation, though. Yeah. I think it's going to be a slobber knocker. And I think the I think the difference will be the uh, Steelers defense. It's better than yeah. But don't forget Yannick Ngakwe yeah, is now over there. Now I don't remember. I know with COVID, I'm not sure if he can play this week. I know you have to sit, like you have to be there for a certain while, but I he got he got it's, in there before the bye, so I think he's allowed to it's play. Been like 10 or 10 days or so. Yeah, because they got him before last weekend's games and they were off last weekend. All right, LA Chargers travel to the Broncos. Um, 
I always in games like this where I'm not sure I always pick the best quarterback, and Justin Herbert's the best quarterback there. I would agree. All right, let's see. Um, Bear Dan failed me last week, and they have the Saints. I'm taking the Saints, man. I mean, Big Dick Nick turned into regular Dick Nick last week. I um, told you that extends doesn't last too long. I don't know, man. I'm gonna bear down. I just, I just. He popped another pill. He popped another one. I feel good. Uh, the 49ers, who secretly have gotten their ass kicked, but also are four and three, play the Seahawks. In the Seahawks, just just let that one get away from them last week. Yeah, that's not going to happen again to the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to be victorious over the Niners. I agree. I'm with you on that one. Uh, the battle of of teams that I don't know why they didn't flex this game out of Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys Eagles. Uh, uh, Dan DiNucci, Dave DiNucci, what's his name? The quarterback playing for the Cowboys. No disrespect to you, but we're on your third string quarterback at this point. And Carson, once again, in games like this where teams are not hey, great, I go to the best quarterback. It's, it's Carson Wentz. You know what? Whatever your guy's name, this is your chance. DiNucci is his last name. The, I know DiNucci, that for sure. This, this is your chance. Seventh round pick. So I'm James also, Madison, I believe. I'm also taking Carson Wentz. Yeah, it's just – but, you know, DiNucci, show up. Uh, make them tell Dak to walk. Monday night. Yeah. Monday night's your G-men. I know. They got Tom Brady coming to town, and, and, and this could be the most points I've seen on a visiting team that's been favored in a while. 11.5-point dogs the Giants are at home. Yeah, I, unfortunately, in order to keep the, the streak alive, and this hurts me in every fiber <laughs> of my being, is I predict that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win this game. I yeah. hope that I'm wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. I don't think that I'm going to be wrong. That's a good defense. But And I don't know that the offensive line. It just. Like, I don't, I don't think Danny Dimes plays all that bad, but I don't know that his offensive line helps him very well. Right. I just don't see them having the firepower or the skill necessarily right now to pull off a W. Yeah. So. Think that's that would be great. Are. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Daniel Jones knock off Tom Brady just like Eli did. That would be awesome. I just don't see it. All right, man. Um, I think that's what we got for you this week. Uh, I think it was fun. Yeah. Take our picks to the bank. Make some money. Tell us uh, – follow us on social media. I'm at Rochism13. Isaac's over there at, at, at Isaac10G. Oh, oh, on uh, Twitter, interact with us. Let us know some stuff. Tell us how stupid we are. We don't care. Um, but we will see you next time. And as always, go Browns. I can't find the button to turn.